Hello and welcome to another Cage Club Revisited. We have a special treat today. We have Moonstruck from 1986, 8, something, 87? Talking to me? Talking to somebody, <laughs> I don't know. When's this movie from? Uh, I don't think that's my job. I don't have internet. With us, you just heard his voice, co-host of the PSLF Hoffman podcast, Brian Rodriguez. Hello, Brian. What's up, guys? Thank you for having me. I'm so excited about this film. This is seriously like one of my favorite films of all time. Wow, eighty-seven, eighty-seven, nailed that birth year. I'm glad you birth year. Yeah, I'm glad you've seen it before. You do? Yeah. We've had a few guests who came and did commentaries, and it's the first time they've seen the movie. Well, yeah, that's why I said that's why I said to Brian, I'm like, it's it's better if you've seen the movie. So he's he's like, here's the two that I've seen the most. I was like, cool. Those ones we're doing works for me. So Mike, if you want to start, we are watching the Moonstruck DVD. Three, you can share two, one. kissing on the menu. Spoilers, Jesus! <laughs> oh, nice. Slapped. The art of the DVD menu—it's just lost. It's it's it is a lost art. You're right. It's the uh, they used to have like little vignettes. The Fight Club Blu-ray that starts as Never Been Kissed and then like basically rips aside and becomes Fight Club Blu-ray. That's pretty. I cool. had no idea that that was. It's pretty. That's solid. Most of the like Universal Blu-rays are just lame, just little lists of like. Oh, it's just like yeah, it's like the screen, and then there's like yeah, a thing on the side. Yeah, yeah. lame. So we are playing Cage Club Movie Bingo. You can download the card and also how to bingo at cageclub.me on the page for any of these Cage Club revisited episodes. If you want to play along, you don't even have to play along as you watch this movie or listen to the podcast. You can just play it with any. I mean, I guess you can play with any Cage movie at any time. So you know. You too, Brian. You yeah, that is true. This is my first time playing Nicolas Cage movie bingo. So <laughs> There's a winner about, I would say, between a third and a half the time. What do you do if there's no winner? Do you go to overtime? Uh, no, we all we're all losers. You count up, you count up <laughs> who has the most spots, probably. But So I need to look here. Twin Peaks connection, that might be difficult. Dramatic tonal well, shift, Well, now that maybe. Twin Peaks has that mysterious adaptation. Oh, yep. Check it off. This is about how... Uh, close you have to be. Accentuating an obvious specific word. Helicopter. I also have helicopter, Brian, so I don't know. <laughs> the beach, airplane, cage has a visible the tattoo. Beach. He might have a tattoo. He's also in oh, white beater, so we will see that. Oh, I can't wait. So, Singing. Also have that. New Orleans. Got a bunch New of Orleans. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get that. This is like, again, I'm a big like New York film guy. I live in New York. I, you know, My job takes me around the city every day. Every time I don't work too far from Lincoln Center. Okay. Every time I pass Lincoln Center, that comes. Like, you look beautiful. <laughs> you know, like that whole. Uh, so wonderful. I can't moment. wait. What I was thinking about when I was driving up here was that uh, Cage and Cher reprised their roles. Oh yeah. On SNL. Did they? For I have seen that. During the weekend update, uh, they cut to the crowd and Cage gives well, them a standing ovation. Uh, Adam Sandler as Opera Man yes. is doing a bit. Oh. And in the middle, like, uh, Cher and Cage just get up and start applauding for yeah. the audience. It's great. That's so cool. So now we're watching the back delivery entrance of Lincoln Center for some reason. <laughs> well, they're setting up the opera. The opera is set up. I mean, La Boheme doesn't have much to do with the plot, but the plot itself is very much of, like, an opera with, like, you know, Affairs and sneaking around and overreacting and emotion and love and John Patrick Shanley, the writer, mm-hmm. also the writer of Doubt, a film we did on PS yeah. I Love Hoffman. Oh. Writer director of Writer Director of Doubt, yeah. Won we the just, Pulitzer for the play of Doubt. We just gave so so time <laughs> is a real weird flat circle in that we're recording this is gonna come out in March, but on the episode of Charlize we just recorded, mm-hmm. we mentioned the master, so we gave you a shout out on that. Oh nice. That's coming up soon for you guys, right? 
uh, in a couple of years. I mean, he's probably done a bunch of stuff, but like it's yeah. a couple of years from where he. I always feel like these movies are coming up soon, and it's like they're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you said flat, I thought we were going to talk about flat Earth. It's been a been a topic on a lot of podcasts lately. <laughs> I don't subscribe to it, just for the record, but just oh, you're not a doubter, you're no, not a flat Earth truther. You have, you have a telescope? Is that why? <laughs> you wanna, you, you've seen the scientific invention? Believe science. <laughs> so this movie, like, I avoided it like the plague for years because this is one of my mother's, if not my mother's, favorite film. Oh, okay. And I could not believe that I could enjoy the same film as my mother for years. And I would catch her watching like little clips, and I just, I guess, I didn't get the tone. I'm like, oh my god, this is so over dramatic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to believe Cher is like this? Why am I going to watch a movie with Cher? Oh, whom I love. Like, I, I, I grew up with the movie Mask. Mask, yeah, the Rocky Dennis story. Yeah, the, so I knew Cher had acting chops, and I was, like, kind of in love with her, just her image and her look and stuff. I just think she's beautiful. And yeah. as, like, a little kid, it was one of the first sort of, like, stars that I was, I guess, like, really, like, attracted to, I guess. I don't know. It's <laughs> weird. Like, as a kid, you don't know, but there's just something about Cher where I was like, yeah, I get Cher. I like Cher. I always liked that she dated Gene Simmons. Oh, right. Yeah, and they, he used to walk around when they would date with, like, a scarf over his face because he yeah, had been photographed picture, outside yeah. of his makeup yet. <laughs> <laughs> what were we... I was just going to say... Oh, shoot. What was uh, I going to say? Danny, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, what I was going to say is that, you know, you've seen this a bunch. I've only seen both movies that we're going to do today, this one and the next one that's going to release in two weeks. I've only seen each of them once when we did the podcast, so... Wow. You know... Uh, yeah, I, I had only seen this once in its entirety before we covered it for Cage Club. To be, I, I had known about it, I'd seen parts of it, and, you know, Brian, I think my parents really liked this movie when it first came out, too, but I don't feel like I was of the age to get it or accept it until, like, I was in out of high school or something. I think then that's when I first saw it. Yeah, I didn't see this movie till even after college for me like it's mm. like maybe right after college I was like alright I'm not going to be a brat and saying if my mom likes something I can't the dad from Frasier yes oh that's right and what's weird is that the next movie Cage does is Vampire's Kiss and David Hyde Pierce is at the bar wow so what's up with the why Frasier why is there no uh, Frasier cast <laughs> member on this bingo sheet because you're not the one who made the bingo sheet <laughs> no I think those are literally the only two connections also and everything else on the sheet has at least three or four so, just you've seen all the Cage movies, obviously. Yes. This is one of the later Cage introductions that I've seen. I don't know, like, if in another film. You, you mean, like, as far film. as when he shows up? Yeah, when he shows up. It's really Cher's story. Well, here. Th- yeah, yeah, it's Cher's movie. I feel like, well, for, like, a Cage starring movie, this is probably one of the later ones. Now that he's sort of relegated to, not character actor role, but he's sort of not necessarily the lead in a lot of movies, he might show up later, but I think it's a. Especially now, you know, this is 87. You know, we're we're in the beginning of the upswing of his career, and he's you know, this is he's he's a he's a star. You know what I mean? So, oh, absolutely. The fact that we save that reveal for a while is. You know, I wonder telling. if it's, I wonder if it's by design in any way because like he was a star on the rise and everything, and that like when he enters the movie, it like kind of pumps up a notch. You know, it like takes it to another oh, level and everything, and then they're sharing his you know like that. Performance together, there is Cage top building this, or is it Share top building this? It's a Share. I'm pretty sure it's Share. Damn it! Can you click? Can you check? Because I have a Cage top building the credits movie bingo slot. Check that IMDb. Damn it! I wasn't looking for the red sports car. I don't think I saw him because I have that too. Gotcha. Is he first or is he second? 
He's second. Damn it. <laughs> Ugh. Man. Oh, so, so this is the, the classic proposal scene. The laziest proposal in the history of proposals. <laughs> so I ran into Danny Aiello once uh, about eight years ago on the highway coming home from the city. He, was, he stopped at the gas station me and my friends were at to buy a <laughs> newspaper. And... Uh, he just like popped in and bought a newspaper and like jumped back into his car and we all ran outside and we we're like we love you Diddy Aiello. He's like thanks, thanks guys, thanks. <laughs> and he just like drove. It wow. was like two in the morning. That's awesome. That's the time two in the everybody, morning. Yeah, everybody needs a newspaper at two in the morning. Yeah, that's that's what I was. You know, you know had that's literally this. yesterday's news. At <laughs> <laughs> that point, yeah. What was he doing all day? Maybe filming a movie. He was in like you know he was in like he looked like he was coming from some kind of like fancy place like an like a fancy affair of some kind. <laughs> Getting on his knees and proposing oh, man. Everybody Such comedians in this The help, the other patrons They're all confused what's going on He's. This is the worst You said laziest, but it also might be the worst proposal Yeah In he, history oh, God, He's Like I don't even think you could I mean, you probably couldn't get away with this at the time, but I feel like people were more casual about proposals. Now, in, like, the Kardashian era of proposal shit, like... <laughs> I don't even think it's the Kardashian era. I think it's just the YouTube era. Like, a, let's go viral with my proposal. True, yeah. Well, social media in general. Yeah. It's his pinky ring, right? Or a toe yeah, ring or it's something? It's his pinky ring, but okay. he likes that ring. He doesn't want to give it to her. <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like this is such an embarrassing moment for her and like a nuisance for the restaurant like propose in private <laughs> like I don't know I don't know about the public proposal thing how that became no I mean yeah. well that's kind of thing like when 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 people propose at like a, a sports game yeah or if they propose anywhere there's like people like I feel like there's a pressure to say yes even if you don't want to say yes and I wonder oh. I always think like when somebody says yes like if they go home and like be like we need to talk about this. Like, I said yes so that you didn't get, like, the shit embarrassed out of you, but, you know. Uh, spoilers for Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie The Night Before, where him and his buddies go out the night before Christmas to, like, oh, yeah. get hammered yeah. and stuff. Like, yeah, he, like, proposes... He has, like, some pop star propose to his girlfriend for her, and she says yes, and then a few scenes later, she's like, I'm not really gonna marry you. Like, I just said yes, so I wouldn't be yep. humiliated in front that. of everybody. Yeah, no, that's why that's just a silly idea. Not the night before starring Keanu Reeves and Lori Lachlan. Oh, that's right. <laughs> totally different. Did not even know that existed. Yeah. Oh, it's a good one. It's not bad. It's a it's it's a it, prom it's a prom movie. Yeah, it's a prom movie. It's actually not a terrible movie for your podcast. I was thinking, yeah, it's really they're high school kids, but they yep. never get to the high school in the <laughs> movie. So that's no, that works. <laughs> I, I'll 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 allow it. But watch yourself, counselor. Are they driving? Is this like the Holland Tunnel or the Lincoln Tunnel? Maybe are they leaving New York? Shouldn't be Midtown. Yeah. Um, no, that doesn't really make sense because they were that restaurant's in Brooklyn. So maybe they're going from Manhattan to Brooklyn. But they live in Brooklyn, and so maybe no the restaurant's supposed from Manhattan to be in Manhattan. To Brooklyn, is there? What? Yeah, there's the Battery. Yeah, Battery. Tunnel. Okay. The Hugh Carey Battery Tunnel. Not at the time. That, <laughs> let's it get, let's it get looks re- like the Battery. Oh, tunnel. but they were going to let's the get airport. Real deep into New oh. York geography. Oh, I care about this kind of stuff, though. I really. <laughs> My do. friend Andrea is just like you. Like she cannot watch movies. She gets so frustrated when they're like turn a corner and suddenly they're like twenty blocks away. Oh, I hate that. I hate that. You know, I know I, it's stupid, but that's why like movies that take place in cities that I don't know, it's like great. And then when I go to that city, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, it's like I. I, I 
when I eventually make it to Chicago, I expect it to be the layout of Gotham City from The Dark Knight, or else it's fake. Well, we, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. No, I mean, yeah. is The Dark Knight in Chicago? The well, second one, isn't it? Yeah, that's that. Trust me, that pisses me off about that mm-hmm. trilogy. How Gotham City changes. Well, every it's New time. York and Pittsburgh and Chicago. Well, the first and... one's Pittsburgh. The second one's Chicago, and the third one is a. Uh, it's like Pittsburgh, and... Chicago, New York, New York, and London. Like it's everywhere. Well, and, and and begins. They make such a goddamn fuss about that goddamn train. But then they blow up the train. So, but, but they don't rebuild the train. <laughs> well, would you rebuild the train? I mean, it was like, oh, this saved Gotham. It was the greatest thing. The ever. monorail that, yeah, <laughs> that Papa Wayne's Papa. Oh, the monorail. I can tell you. I can tell you about the monorail. <laughs> <laughs> I put in monorails from Ogdenville. <laughs> I, I love the um, the, the sty- stylized nature of this film. The uh, how can I put it? Like it, it's like like an opera, like you said, but it's almost like has like a legendary quality, a spooky quality to it. Like this. Oh, like, like yeah, like a supernatural kind supernatural, of thing. Supernatural. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm looking for. Right. Like she's almost run into a witch in the subway here. Well, this is the airport. Oh, we're at the airport. Subway airport. Pre- What's the difference? Pre-9-11, they could get right up to the gate like this. <laughs> oh, look, you could see the gate backing away. They yeah. definitely filmed there. Yeah. What do you think this is, Brian LaGuardia? JK? I would, I would guess. <laughs> and the, okay, the only thing I was thinking, like, so, oh, so back to our geography thing, maybe they were driving to Newark? Oh, so they had to go into Jersey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but if you live in New York, why are you planning it in Newark? Well, because oh, not every flight. Fl- yeah, yeah, depends. You know, but not prices. back in New York. Yeah. Oh man, I can't. I, I just I don't like this movie anymore. It's it's just too <laughs> it's too vague about where they're going. I don't see a lot of these lots around. I remember I used to go to the when I was teaching in like 2004. I was working at the Scratch Academy in New York City, and there was like a parking lot I'd always park at every Saturday. And then like a year later, it was a building. Like it was totally not a parking lot anymore, and I had to find another one. Yeah, I mean, if it's an became, empty lot, it's just yeah, it's easier. It's, to, I mean, I mean, it's gonna be more profitable as a building. Wow, this is so fun. funny. Like my empty let's talk about zoning laws. <laughs> they just, but it, it was. I, well, let's uh, just recap. Show me a hero about the housing crisis in New York in the eighties. I was just miffed Yonkers, that one weekend I was able to park somewhere, and the next weekend it was like is that being constructed yeah. into a building. I do like that she's walking. Around, she's like she's seeing what could be her future, just like. Fighting with this man, absolutely, you know, mm, lovingly nagging each other, right? Yeah. So I, I like the like Cher's known as like a diva, right? Like she's like yeah. the diva's yeah, yeah. diva. But in this role, she has the humility to like have the gray hair. Oh, as and, an actress, she's not a diva. No, that's why, and that's yeah. surprising to a lot of people. Well, well, apparently, she was a diva on a later film. Well, I feel like diva. Well, diva is also not like a necessarily a negative word. Right. She's just a diva in the sense that she's like a huge star that like has always been singing. Like yes. she's a big yeah, singing. But star. But I do like, mean that in the negative way. She notoriously I mean, is I'm, very difficult to deal with on sets. Okay. Like I was after not this, that. apparently after that, I forgot the movie. But like, she, like they had to recast people because she oh, was um, mermaids. I think she did. After was it? This. I'm not sure. She might have been before. But I know, like she after this became like really How old unreasonable. Forty? I'm not sure about Cher. Oh, the her. dogs! Click that name. Nope. <laughs> you can go back. You can go, just go click go to Moonstruck. You can click oh, on her name just or just click on her there. This is 87. What year was she born? She was born in 46. Boom. Easy math. 41. <laughs> she said she was she about 40. So there we go. So it, we're, let's say the character is the same age. She is very, since her husband, her previous husband's passed away, yep. she's very like, 
resigned to the fact that she's probably not going to get married again, though she was just proposed to. But like, she dresses like she's almost eighty. Well, yeah, it's a marriage out of convenience, I think. Just like, a, oh, this is something that I can do, or not even out of convenience, maybe just out of boredom. Like, oh, this is something that I can. Well, I think it's also partial. Like her family is like, you know, you have to get married, you have to have a family. It's yeah, like that all old these Italian. Yeah, and it's the social order of things. You're disrupting the social order of our family. You know, you're, you're stopping our family basically from growing. It's a lot of pressure. I mean, it's not fair. But uh, do you feel that as a partially Italian man? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm third generation American. So like all the values that were handed down to me, were we don't care about anything. The new Nothing world. is held dear anymore. <laughs> Oh, so it's man. just like you, you just care about the new gods, like television. <laughs> Damn, no, some, I'm, someone I'm might have made a I mean, I, I like Shadow. I think they're cool. What's East, that part? Easter. Someone might have made a threat. I wasn't sure. Oh um, yeah, it's a little tough because we gotta read the subtitles. Well, I've been reading the subtitles too. I think, and uh, we also have a rule that like you have to. This is this is a mic rule. This isn't a me rule. This is a <laughs> you have to catch it as it happens. Otherwise, you can't. You can't it go off. back. Okay, that's good to know. You gotta be vigilant and pay attention to the movie that, you know, as we've, as we've gone on in these revisits, I feel like we pay less and less attention to the movies, and we just only vaguely frame a random conversation <laughs> about, you know, Moonstruck, for instance, or G-Force, which we watched none of G-Force. <laughs> but you revisited movie, G-Force already? We sure did. Yeah, but Kara. It's gonna come out, as we're recording, it's gonna come out, I think, either next or in two episodes. Nice. But it just I is think right before that. During yeah, that, come we, we, is this an overreaction? I feel, no, we're... We're going to get to overreaction. Okay. Let's not. I don't, don't worry about that. <laughs> I'm trying to get ahead because so I don't miss things. I'm, I'm very competitive about games. Oh, so a thing about the, the G-Force commentary with Zach Galifianakis was on that in that movie, and uh, I mentioned how he's my f- possibly my favorite Joker at the moment, and the whole line, uh, it's worth a Google. I started like saying that because of him, and then in that episode, like we must have said it's worth a Google like a hundred <laughs> times or something, so let's see if I bring that back this round. Well, you just did. Oh, yeah. What do you know? What do you know? Yeah, Cher oh, almost sexy. looks like she's got a gray afro. Popular hairstyle at the time for, like, the casual sense. You know, she's... Trying to look 40 years older than she is. <laughs> she would have made a good Marge Simpson. Maybe. Like a real-life Marge like in Simpson? Like, they did that in real life? Who would have been John Goodman as Homer? Oh, I like that. But then, who do you do with the kid? You can't do the kids. Why not? Because I mean, like they're the the reason that they're like appealing is because they're like adults in kid bodies. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they're not like you would need like the most precocious kids in the history of children. <laughs> not even the history of like film or <laughs> Just in the in the most precocious I feel like children you, in history. I feel like you could cast Lisa. I mean, they've cast Dennis the Menace before, so Bart. There's a type. Yeah, but that movie was terrible. Olympia Dukakis, legend here. You mentioned Zach Galifianakis. They had a love... Uh, I think, believe they had a sex scene, too, but they had a love uh, arc in that HBO show, Bored to Death. Oh. oh. I always forget about that show. It's, uh, it, the first season was good. You know, then, Schwartzman related to Cage. Yes, I, I you, nephew, you even right? think about that. Is it nephew, or is it... Like, cause Cousin. He's, his, his, isn't his mother Talia Shire? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Schwartzman's mother is Talia Shire. So. And then Talia Shire is uh, maybe cousins with Cage or something? Oh, so it's like a... It's like a second, second cousin, cousin, yeah. Something like that? And it's his uncle. <laughs> <laughs> uncle Nick. Uncle Nick. <laughs> uncle Francis. Uncle Francis. Which, Brian, we'll be getting to soon. Oh, yeah, Francis. yeah, we got I mean, I think by the time this is out, that episode won't be out, but... What? 
What? On Third Time's a Charm, Brian will be on the Godfather 3 episode. Still haven't seen it ever. Godfather I feel 3. like because of your podcast, because of that podcast... Uh, actually, when this comes out, I gotta find out. Hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see when this episode actually comes out. This is, if if it's after March 3rd, your show will have been out already. Yes, but that. I feel like I'm gonna watch a lot of these random ass third movies that I haven't <laughs> seen yet. Like I've never seen Alien Three, but I'm gonna see Alien Three just because I'm not gonna listen to your podcast without having seen Alien Three. <laughs> and I'm sorry about that. I mean, I guess I can, but you know. I was trying to keep up with Hoffman, and then just, like, weekly, like, adding another movie that, like, I'm not actually having to talk about. I'm like, I got through, like, ten, I'm just like, good luck. Godspeed, <laughs> yeah. gentlemen. No, the, the, those early Hoffman years were not the easiest. So this one, this episode will come out, oh, no. So this is going to come out March 1st. So, oh, wow. March 3rd, I guess, is a Saturday? So you're, huh. I think? It's going to be different every month, the third of the month. Is it just going to be <laughs> monthly on the third? As of now, I think that was the deal. I, I should do two a month, right? Because this, this is like... I don't know, it's like Back deal. channel talks. This is like <laughs> talking shop. I'm watching a beautiful Italian romance here. And you're talking shop here. I like the all the old Italian guys gathered, <laughs> huddled together. What are they? What's the... What are they, over a grave? Did we talk about when we recorded the episode for this that this reminds me of Return to Me? No. I don't think so. Return to me in a movie that I've only seen maybe once that my dad loves, but What's that I don't know. David that. Duchovny, Minnie Driver, or Minnie Driver. David Duchovny's wife dies, and Minnie Driver gets her heart, and then Minnie Driver Whoa. falls in love with David Duchovny because she has what? his wife's heart. Holy shit! That's like that's oh my god! That's amazing! That's like those horror transplant movies where a guy gets someone's arm from. But it's an Italian romance movie. Holy that's, shit! Okay. Oh, have you ever seen Untamed Heart? Where Christian Slater gets a monkey heart and falls in love with um, Hot Aunt May. Yeah, he has like a baboon heart. No, I thought you were gonna say he falls in love with a monkey. Oh no, no, no! That oh, would have been amazing. No. That could have been on Monkey. Club. I saw it on a plane though. Um, yeah, he has a baboon heart. What do they call that? Where they have the egg in the bread? There's like a cute name. I was for that. just thinking, like, what the hell do they call that? And I could really go for that right Something now. Something in a basket, maybe? Oh, eggs in a basket. <laughs> Is no, it? Why would it be yeah. eggs in a basket? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think, it feels yeah. like too easy of an answer, but I think no, but that's right. That's, you're right, yeah. It's like eggs in the hole of toast. <laughs> like the eggs in the name. toast hole. <laughs> what do they do with the circle? <laughs> yeah, what do they do with that? <laughs> so Cher letting her hair down here. Wearing sweats, like totally doesn't care about her appearance. But she's given up on love and all Ooh, that kind little, of stuff. A little pepper there, a little. So Cage is Johnny's brother, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, okay. So yeah, we're like twenty minutes. We're over twenty minutes in, and she, he's not on Which, the Which it's a little weird that she hasn't met the family to the guy who proposed to her. You know, well, I feel like Cage is also well, he, kind of the black sheep. He's like estranged. A, they haven't talked in years. That's true too. Yeah, and the but, mom's in Sicily. But he doesn't. She doesn't even know he Brian's, has a brother. Brian didn't even watch this movie for Cage Club. But he, knows <laughs> <the other> <laughs> he, he is the moonstruck expert. The he's mom like, is in Sicily. Danny Aiello went back that, to visit yeah, her because she's, she's thirty-seven. Ma, I'm thirty-seven years old, oh. so she's forty, forty-one in real life. I mean, not too far off. This. Nope, not too far off. None too far. And this is like it's nice to see films uh, with. I don't know if that's older, but like not twenty-two-year-old female uh, lead. Not the Dakota mean, Johnson movies. Yeah, mean people playing their age. Yeah, kind of stuff. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like of a. I also love how they look related. The Olympia Dukakis and Cher. They look like mom and daughter. They look like a family. They look yeah, like a legitimate family. Good casting. Although I do love Dakota Johnson, so maybe that's a bad example. I, <laughs> I mean, look, I've watched those movies, but I have them on mute. 
I just <laughs> that far. Oh no! Watch actual movies she's been in. Don't watch Fifty Shades of Grey. Like watch like a bigger Splash. Like I put. Oh, what's that? I don't even know what other movies she's in. It's the like, sequel to Splash. Yep. <laughs> I thought so. A bigger Splash. Uh, because I, when I'm reading, I put something on in the background. You know. Did you put on Fifty Shades of Grey. Well, no, it's whatever's on. When I you said you put it on down. without the volume, I, I did say that. Completely I did different. Not. I don't. I don't want you to <laughs> think I got to silent films. Like I have all three of those movies in the closet hidden. Might have to get something else in the closet hidden. <laughs> uh, she's on How to Be Single, which is not terrible. A Bigger Splash is great. Uh, what else has she been? Oh, she was in Need for Speed, apparently. I didn't realize we got a Sicily cut. I didn't realize that either. So we'll talk about Sicily more on, on your She's podcast. in 21 Jump Street? She is? Coming eventually to Magic Mike. Oh, she must just have like a um, role that was either drastic. She's in The Social Network. Or... Coming eventually to... <laughs> is her mom famous? Dakota yeah, Johnson and her dad. Her, her dad. I know her dad's Don Johnson, but it's Melanie Griffith. Mom. Oh, Melanie Griffith. Okay, that's what I thought. I was like, who is the mom? I couldn't figure it out. You know, Mike, you should watch a bigger splash. Melanie Griffith, great. Working Girl, another good movie. Like. Bigger Splash was David Ehrlich's like top five or six film, twenty sixteen. Directed by Luca Guadagno. Guad- Guadagnino. Guadagn. Guadagn. I don't know. <laughs> I can usually pronounce things in Italian. He's the guy who just directed Call Me By Your Name, who's also going to be directing the Suspiria remake. What's it called? A Bigger Splash. So you see, like, the old, the relics of, like, an Italian Catholic home. You have the picture of the Pope in the, in the corner. Well, now we're not seeing it, the rosary. Yep. It's funny, because, like, do they just wear vests in Sicily? Because I'm pretty sure they wear vests in The Godfather in Sicily, too. <laughs> We just watched a movie for Charlie. It's called The Yards, which was like sort of like The Godfather Light. Yeah, um, it was in New York. Godfather. Nothing about Italy, really. But uh, were they? Was she Italian in it? Uh, I hard think to so. say. It's hard to say. Oh, that's right. So we should mention that Mel- we should anytime we have the chance. Melanie Griffith is in this amazing movie called Roar. Yep. Also uh, with, with Tibby Hedren, uh, shot by cinematography by Jan Debont, who was scalped on set. Yeah, it's amazing. So check out. Do you know Roar? No, Roars from like the, the early seventies, and uh, you know Never the family, it. like Tippy Hedren's family. Oh, oh, we got Cage. Oh, tattoo. Cage, the visible tattoo. Visible tattoo. Do I have that one? He's not shirtless either. Close, but I think we'll get that. I do not have visible tattoo. Damn it. We, so we still haven't seen his face. Though he finally shows up about twenty four, twenty five minutes in. Does not show his face yet. Hangs up. Here we go. Ronnie Camareri still don't want to see his face. I love that he's just like a iron worker. I mean, he, he's just shoveling coal or whatever. But like, he's just like this like salt of the earth guy. It's, well, if, like, it's funny because you don't. Yeah, you know. And that's a real bakery, Camareri oh. Bakery. They actually use the name for it for their last names oh. because they just wanted to use that bakery. Huh. Oh, cool. I love this woman's voice. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Oh. oh. Sorry, I'm just getting very excited. I love Ronnie Camareri. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just preemptively tra- check off accentuating an oddly specific word because that's coming up real soon. Um, let's see here. I don't think I'm almost certainly not going to win this. I only have one so far that I got way back at the airport, which was airplane. Oh, I never noticed that guy's... Oh, yes. shit. Yeah, airplane. I got airplane, too. Do we have the same board? No. Okay. It's, there's like 55 things, okay. and I randomize it. We don't have the same board. 
Here he wow. is. Thin, ripped cage. Sort of spouting his H.I. Uh, McDonough hair a little bit. Well, he just got off that movie, so maybe that's why. Oh my god, I love this scene. So I've watched this scene so many times. <laughs> cage. Lo- oh god. He's so, like, shiny and, like, that hair Glistening. poking out the chest hair. Took my life for me. I'm this is a dramatic tonal shift because we're up to this point we're in a rom com basically, mm-hmm. and then we're all of a sudden in 100%. a devastating story of love and loss. Hundred percent. Is he doing a good accent? I can't really hear it. Uh, I'm gonna say no, but I love it. Okay, good. Idea. Yeah, that's good why accent. I don't want to put that accent, but I'm going to because I want to win. <laughs> and fuck this, this is an overreaction because yeah. It's not his fault. It's not his brother's fault. Oh, God. Why have I not watched this movie more? This is one of the best cage scenes ever. I don't care what you guys say. No, I don't disagree. Bring me the big knife. Ronnie. (laughs) Cut my throat. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) <laughs> Crazy eyes. Oh, man. <laughs> won't do it! Do you think... The way that she's like, I won't do it. Like, Do you think he always asks for the big knife? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this is happens, like a back and forth. This happens of course. daily. This is like his routine. He likes that. Yeah, he's a martyr. He likes to tell this story. You know, it's it's not dinner in a show. It's like bread in a show. You know what it's like? <laughs> it's like this. It's like uh, Ronnie, it's like, you got a phone call. Did I ever tell you about the yeah. time my brother? And it's like, oh shit, this again. <laughs> <laughs> this pipe, <was> General McCoff. <laughs> exactly, I'm going to yeah. count that as someone making a, like a threat too, because he made a threat to. Oh, absolutely. Slicer. This is before Cage got his teeth fixed. Yeah, but it's great for this role. He can't be a Hollywood actor. He's got to be like a real gritty. And uh, he removed some teeth for the war movie, right? That he did was that right before this, right? Um, Time to Kill. Yeah, that was before this. Yeah, and he took some teeth. I ain't no freaking monument to justice. I love that line. He's missing a tooth there. John has his blood. (laughs) <laughs> oh man Intense man Like Cher's like What did this movie Just turn into I like that we just Cut to a guy Who we did not even know was in the case <laughs> Yeah <right? laughs> It's just like watching Like Oh I can't keep Breaking the bread right now But it just fits This tone it, Like the overdramatic Operatic tone Yeah, yeah. Normally this would be that's Like what, a silly well, Infamous what, scene That's but what it, operatic is Dramatic tonal shift Yeah Right You know Like I think at the Barber of Seville, where it's like everything's great, and then it's like you're betrothed to another, and it's like everything's horrible. It is. Uh... She's so oh, sad. she's crying. But she punches the scene. Most people cut the scene off like here. I love her last line, that squeaky voiced counter lady. She's probably she's really pretty, but she's also probably like 22. Like I feel like everybody in the 80s movies like looks way like now mm-hmm. if you look like that like you probably because like, they look like our 30s. parents. Yeah, you know that's what. <laughs> but she's probably like not even close to 25, right? She's probably like probably really not. young. 
That's so sad. I feel like I've seen her in a lot of stuff. Too. The other one, yeah. yeah. The other one, right? Oh, that's so sad. It's really weird that he put that wool coat over his, like, sweaty body without drying off. You lose count, coat. Mike. Upstairs. Do you think that sunburst is put there strategically? Like, she's going to be the ray of sun in his life? It's called Moonstruck. Oh, I don't, I don't think anything sun? here is. Mm. It's probably one of these things that, like, they didn't make a flower that says sunburst, but it was on set. They're like, oh, let's just put that there so it's in the shot. Hey guys, I got a new. Uh, you know, we used to call this like "handless man marry share." We got a better name for it: <laughs> Moonstruck. <laughs> nah, nah, Sunburst. No, 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 Moonstruck. <laughs> Do we get a titular line spoken? Does anybody ever say Moonstruck? No, I don't think so. There might be. They a, talk about the moon at the yeah at the store a couple at times at night, and he looks out at the moon and he's like, I'm "Yeah, I don't think anyone says." <laughs> yeah, I am Moonstruck. Unfortunately, damn it. Classic plumber bit here. So I have a question for you, Mike. So we have on this box, someone returns from another Cage film. Okay. That hasn't happened. Don't think it's going to happen in this. But say Cher came back ten years from now, right? Would we be able to cross her off? Or is this saying that somebody from an earlier movie? A no, character? Would we say returns? If the actor has been in another Cage movie. So just movie. someone who's been in another movie. So yeah. not, a, not a character. No, no. So like... Um, just anybody, yeah. Yeah, oh, man. I'm... So is he the... Past or future, just whatever. If they've worked together, yeah. But I think there's this is like one John Goodman, you know. Like if yeah. you're watching Raising Arizona and you have that, you mark it off because he was in Taking Out the Dead, Bringing, Bringing Out, out the, the Dead. Dead. Sorry, and Cage was in Ten Cloverfield Lane. <laughs> I was like, what did I? As miss? Mary Elizabeth Winstead, <laughs> she was in God Particle. Oh, by the way, the, the new um, online whatever virtual experience for God Particle has launched. So if anybody. I'm okay. I don't. Are you going to do God Particle for your podcast? Oh, good call. Um, If we do, it's not going to be for a while, and I think what I could do is like a little season of sort of like loose part threes. Like you could do the Cornetto trilogy with the Cloverfield trilogy. I think I might win this one. You very well could. I'm two away. Cage is not going to have a voiceover, but I marked it off by accident. There's there's two I know I could get. Unmark it off. I wrote no. I wrote no. (laughs) But I know that I could could never get the Twin Peaks connection, so I know I'm not going to get that. Oh, no, we crossed that off because it's in New York, and the new Twin Peaks. That counts? Yeah, we're counting. Oh, I thought there were, like, actual. (laughs) Well, it's still in New York. Okay. Wait, that's like, um, I don't remember. I thought it was, like, some kind of. Also, in the return, there's a Hulk fist. Weird yeah, left hand. Cage has a weird left hand too. So, so this is the father with the mistress, and I like how the father thinks um, the Danny Aiello's character—I can't remember his name—is like trashy Johnny. guy for giving. Yeah, Johnny, obviously for giving the uh, pinky ring, and then he presents his mistress with the little birds at the stars. Yeah, isn't it like an ankle bracelet though? Now, is his name Cosmo because we're getting into this whole space theme with it could moons be. and Every, everything in this kind of movie is purposeful. But I'm not sure about that. But maybe. I don't know. Just scratches his ear. So he's like over his wife, pretty romantic with the mistress. Classic old thing. La Bohème. Oh, yeah. He's got the La Bohème poster. Man, I'm so disappointed that we have Cage top built. Not Cage. Uh, Cage is not top built because then I maybe could have won. But instead, alas. I got, I got a couple things. I need Cage to drink alcohol. Which I think happens. I think it's gonna happen. I need Cage to eat. Yeah, think it's gonna which happen. I think happens. If he grunts, I'm sure that's gonna happen. I think it's gonna happen. Uh, red sports car. 
I don't possibly. know. Possibly. Possibly. Oh. Oh. Okay, oh, right. He almost eat. eats here, then he flips the table, right? Uh, so let, this is not going to count. Let's see if he eats anything. I hope so. <laughs> now, Cage dies. Can it be in the Shakespearean oh, sense no. that to die is to make love? Yes. There you go. So now I could win with just a red sports car. I could win with Cage dying. That sounds weird, but. Nobody would win in that case. I like how they're still like still in that old fashioned tradition that a woman can come over and like cook just for a man. A it's like that's like okay, like you know. I love how just matter of fact they are with each other. Like, your husband died. Yeah. How? Hit by a bus. Oh. Fast. Yeah. Instantaneous. Right. They have great chemistry. But they're made for each other. I wonder other. how much fun Cage had, like, scratching his face with that fake wooden hand. <laughs> just like... Do you think his actual hand is inside there? Probably, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, a glove. It's like a... Yeah, I think this is before, like, they didn't wear, like, a green glove that they... This isn't like Cuba in Men of Honor with his leg. And we are dropping so many Charlie's references today. So do you think, right away, she is into him? Oh, she doesn't even know how much she's into him. Like, she's trying to deny it, I think. Like, she, like it's in, I think it was instantaneous. Like, I've had so, the wrong brother. Yeah, so the brother obviously wanted her to make peace with Cage here. For him. But she's, I feel like she tries very hard, like, for that peace, but it's because he's into her. Hey, oh. Cosmo, that's a terrible parking job. Fix that. Uh, the see, interior I, of the car is red. I feel like her, her motives change completely once she sees him and is like, it's no more about, I, like, don't even remember... Her bro- his brother, like... She's torn, but yeah. Definitely inside. Like, that, that spark she hasn't felt, maybe ever, because there's a scene where she describes her, uh, her, like, previous husband, and it doesn't seem like she was that into him either. I just feel like she's floating through life looking for... Oh, Cage yes. drinks alcohol. He didn't drink it off. yet. He didn't drink it yet. Well, it he was Im- it's implied that he's had a lot, because just he's, the way he's sitting. He's in- so the implications here? No. Then there's definitely implied a red sports car drove by at some point. <laughs> it's a big city. <laughs> That's a fair point. Oh, no, I, I did one X. Oh, I did... Oh, there he goes. Okay, there we go. Because, okay, uh, so you know, he might flip out and not drink. Would it be overt sexism if a woman came over to cook a guy a steak? No, because I feel like it's just I'm sexist. I think that's okay. just old-fashioned. There's a difference. Yeah, yeah there is a difference. You could say that the old-fashioned traditions are sexist, but that's another topic. When you were saying the implication, I was thinking of uh, It's Always Sunny, where Dennis has the implication. We're like, hey, if I'm alone with a girl on a boat, there's the implication that we're oh, on a boat. <laughs> Party boat. You know, you know, you know, because of the implication. <laughs> what what implication? I love this. You're like a wolf. This whole mythology of the wolf. And I love the moon. that. Like the, Chasing the, the moon. It's like... You did it to yourself, Cage. And ironically, she's doing the same thing. Yeah. Well, I guess, like... Oh, I, a good thing I have the box uh, Cage is described as a wolf <laughs> on my, my bingo like, card. Cage-animal connection? I could see that. I've seen that in other Cage films. I guess it's only fair that if uh, Johnny ruined his life, that it's what goes around comes around. He's not necessarily going to ruin Johnny's life, but, you know, take his 
take girl, his bride. And yeah. He lost his hand, he lost his bride. Now he's getting the other At bride. least he won't have Johnny's hand, but I love Guys, get ready. Table's about to be flipped, and then you know what happens right after the flip. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yes. Oh, flip table. What if I just stands there for a second? <laughs> just animalistic in, in his intensity there. It, it, it's so... <laughs> that that tension, you know, it's like boom. She's like, she's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Am I making? No, I'm making the right decision. She has not been touched like that in years, maybe ever. Maybe, maybe you think, ever. Do you think uh, Johnny touches her like that? No way. He do can't pick her up like this. To the bedroom. I love it. <laughs> oh, to the bed. Damn, to the bed. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is why I feel. Rom-com Cage is the best Cage of all time. Like, this isn't a really... It's kind of a rom-com, but, like... Yeah, it's a rom-com. Cage as a romantic lead is, like... Is the best Cage. I would say this is a I rom-com. I was dead. Me too. Rom-com has a negative connotation. It does, but... Like, It Could Happen to You is one of my favorite Cage movies. So this is a... Yeah, and this is a great This is an awkward comedy. sex scene, right? Because oh, she's, 100%. Because she's trying to convince herself that she's not... Okay. 100%. So if we somehow retrofit this, like, Cage's top build in the credits... <laughs> Bingo. No. But. Well. It shares film. If you don't consider this dying, then I would have won. <laughs> if anything, Cage is an object more in this film than she is. Yes. It's you kind know, of flipped because. I'm you surprised, know. actually. Sorry to cut you off. No. I'm surprised that we didn't, like, cast, consider this as, like, one of the best female leads in a Cage movie. I'm we, shocked. We I saw that when you guys did it. I was like, wow. We might have forgotten about this. Yeah, we could We be. did so much so fast, it was it literally was, a blur. Yeah. I do think, though, as a strong female lead, Amber Heard is about as good. I don't it's feel bad that we... Uh, it, we as good it. in a different setting. You she, know what Cher, I'm saying? Cher won the statue for this, you know? Oh, man. Did she? Yeah. We really... Well, also, for the Zack Attack Awards, for the Zeffies, we didn't nominate Troy and Gabriella for Best Love Story, the High School Musical. Yeah, I noticed that, too. So we... Uh, <laughs> These are. That's why we're going through as we do it now. As we go through the show, we're we're nominating things yeah. as we go along, so we don't forget things. We don't have glaring omissions. Who's that guy? The guy who's talking. They they work at the store that. Uh, no, but who's the actor? Oh, who's the actor? He looks familiar. Mm. I don't know. Because I feel like everybody we see in this movie that they talk to is either family or like an employee. Like it's all just like this tight knit community, right? Yeah, like, I mean that's all... tight knit neighborhood, tight knit community. That guy. Although I feel like I'm probably equating him to somebody like today, and you know he's probably not alive today, <laughs> no. sadly, because it's 30 years ago. Is Olympia Dukakis alive? Rockus Dukakis. She's a relative, a cousin of Michael Dukakis. Is she really? Yeah. I guess you know with a name like that, Olympia cousin Dukakis. or something like a. I know that they're in the same family. Yeah, she's she's 86. Born wow. in June wow. 1931 in Lowell, she's, Mass. she's only 15 years older than Cher. Oh, yeah, so that was... She was, like, aged up. Oh, okay, yeah. But they, I believe they did that on purpose, the show, just also, like, Cher, like, the whole thing we were saying, how Cher dresses like an old lady. No, because you see her in films after this, and oh, she's not yeah, as yeah. old. So she's, what, like, 46 in this? No, 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 56. No, like 56. 56. Yeah. You were there. So we're talking about the moon, right? This is not an adaptation, right? This is an original screenplay? Yeah. Just asking for bingo purposes. <laughs> hey, 
hey, you guys should probably go to New Orleans and or you should take a helicopter to New Orleans so I can uh, <laughs> so I can win this shit. I the acting is so on point in this film. Just how awkward Cosmo is feeling and trying to like brush it off, like in like a hyper masculine way. When this like I don't know the the dude's name, like the chump that she works for, is like oh the moon, the romance, alluding to a love that he once had for his wife. Yeah, which he's like embarrassed about. Oh boy, it's sad. It's a sad movie, but it's also a very hopeful, optimistic. Her, her Olivia Dukakis's angle in here is like awesome as well. Do you think the moral of the story is like you can be happy but like you shouldn't settle? Like you should mm. try to find something like, that makes you the most happy? I think that's part of it, yeah. Like I think that there's like cuz there's the I guess the theory of like soulmates or whatever like you find the one person like there's a lot of people you could probably be happy with but like when when you find a Ronnie Camerari, <laughs> you don't let it slip through your fingers. This would be the moment to say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just transports you. That is a nice moon. So one could say, I don't, I don't study the, the moon or like lunar cycles, but this movie takes. You're place... no moon expert. No, no. This movie takes place during a very long oh. period of a full moon. Tell it to Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only one that's going to give a shit if this is right or not. And it, 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 it's like a unreal moon. Oh yeah, no. I mean, it's it's like it literally is hanging from the rafters on a string. You know, like <laughs> like if it was in a play or something. And they're all like, you know, like connected or even almost controlled by this moon. Yes. Wow. Shirtless. Oh man. Where did I see that? that was... no. See, I'd never seen a moon like that before. This is like a sci-fi. They do say that, <laughs> what is you know, on his back? Is, is it Twin Peaks connection? It's what? a lizard, or so it's like a gecko or something. It's the iguana from uh, oh, from Port Call. Call in New Orleans. Oh, Twin Towers. That's a matte painting. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's Carmine's Moon. I ain't no freaking monument to justice. Carmine's Moon would have been a good name. So if I get the beach I went to, I don't think we're getting that, but it's considering the season. I need Cage to die, a woman to be attacked, or peaches. Or and peaches. Subtitles. I mean, does it win for... Is it like bingo, like first one wins, wins? Or is it like... Yeah, but then we keep playing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see how many times over we can win. Well, let's not get cocky. (laughs) I just relogged this on uh, Letterboxd and had a four out of five stars, but I just bumped it up to a five. I felt bad. <laughs> Has to be five. Lindsay Gibb gave it a five out of five. David Sims, I follow, gave it a five out of five. Holly Horror, who I follow, gave it a five out of five. It's a good movie. Awesome Wolf Southern, who's going to be on a future Charlie's episode, gave it a four and a half. Greg McLennan, mm-hmm. Mom and Dad episode, gave it a four and a half. One person, and there's two other people I follow, two and a three, but you know. Two out of three ain't bad if you listen to Meatloaf. <laughs> you know, he'll do anything for love, but he won't do... Whatever that is. I don't know. Anal? <laughs> no, <laughs> like, what won't he do for love? Kill somebody, right? That's the whole thing. This, I mean, it's going to be on air because it's technical, but, like, you can't edit this podcast, no. right? Like, I was believe me, there was, one, there was one that we... Uh, I confused <laughs> two Cage movies, and so, like, in the write-up on cageclub.me, I was like... And you better believe that editor Joey is really furious that he can't edit out any of this incorrect factual <laughs> bullshit. That, like, I was just thinking, I'm like, wait, I gotta watch what I say because it's like none. 
Oh yeah, no, I can I can mute you, but like I can't mute everybody. Like and, you, and like if I mute, like if you say something, I can mute you, but you're still gonna hear it through our microphones. And so like, hopefully, if I say something bad, I'll say it like to the end of the room, and you guys just, <laughs> just no cell don't react to me. Oh my god, Brian! I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> of all the things to say and when that you said that just now, it's amazing. <laughs> I'm like Eddie Murphy Raw era, just you can't contain me. <laughs> you or, are, you're, you, know you are wearing the jumpsuit, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you're, you wore that red leather suit here today to watch these two movies. Or even Eddie Murphy in Nutty Professor, you can't contain him in that either. He's like everybody in that movie. He Very plays true. the whole movie. You know, I can't believe we haven't had singing yet. I know we're going to get to singing. Yeah, we do like, get singing. Or do you count this as singing? Howling Dog singing? I'm surprised this guy didn't have a heart attack in the movie. No, I don't know if you guys speak dog, but they are saying we're moonstruck right now. <laughs> moonstruck. I mean, they, they literally are moonstruck. I mean, they don't know what they're saying. Could Cage have voiceovered these dogs as like a way to like save money? <laughs> now, the subtitles that we put on, did those count as subtitles? <laughs> Get out of here with your nonsense bullshit. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Just trying to... Around. It's amazing because like that view obviously is real, and the one previously is real. It just it was feels... obviously fake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like it, it's perfectly centered, so it makes it. Work. I forget how long they spend together in bed. Like it seems like it's been. A... It was well, a night. Cause that was all at the same time. Like everything. She visited him. Night. She visited him. It must be around like four o'clock or five o'clock. Dinner she, time for dinner time, but it's it's winter and there's still light. I know we're overanalyzing, but the next day. <laughs> is it winter? It, they wear jackets later, so okay, yeah. we, it could be fall. I should know. Opera, could be, could opera generally spring. is in the winter. Could be early spring. Could be early spring. Could be early spring. Ooh, Cage in a bathrobe. I don't think he wears a bathrobe too a bathrobe. often. Hey, Cage, you want to shave? Does he shave in this movie? He does shave in this movie, I'm pretty sure. I don't, do we I see don't it, though? I think he shaves on screen. Damn it. What movie did I just <laughs> see? Oh, there's a movie I just watched where one of the opening shots is some guy shaving, and I was in the movies watching it, and I almost, like, yelled out, <laughs> What? <laughs> They both ruin each other's lives, which, you know, if their lives are both ruined, there's there's no other way than to just spend the rest of it with each other, right? So Yeah, exactly. If they're pariahs, they could at least have each other. Well, it's not like, you know, he didn't have a life at all anyway. He was in a living hell. So <laughs> anything is better for him. Oh, Cage, I'm, I'm in love, love with you. This is the line. Oh. Snap out of Snap it. Out. When I was growing up, it's like... <laughs> My, I don't know why my parents said this, but like I remember that line so much being so popular when I was a kid. It's like one of the first like the snap out of it come from this film, from this yeah, movie, from this movie. Like it's, <laughs> I feel like it. They said it because it was from this movie, and that it's like a catchphrase. Like it's a line. It's a popular line from this movie. Is snap out of it. I, by the way, that share slap I live for. That is like it should have been slap out of it. <laughs> oh, moon slap. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I love this one. So he got struck. If her name was Moon instead, he would have been Moonstruck just at that moment. If that was Moon Zappa in the role instead of Cher? <laughs> like, for sure. <laughs> Moon Zappa, not without precedent in Me the Cage Club, the because she is credited as being one of the first Valley Girls. You... Yes, very true. Didn't she do the song? Like yeah. song, yeah. Yeah. I know my high school trivia. <laughs> so I think it's I think it's amazing that they're both into opera, and I guess they don't really know. She had the poster, right, in her he, room? That was his his room. Oh, that was his room. So yeah. she's never been to opera, then? The so dad? She, she said, ask where the Met is, so, oh. you know. Okay. I think, not explicitly said, but very clearly a lifelong New Yorker, it feels like, and if you don't know where the Met is, 
probably haven't gone to too many operas. I don't I feel think like she's the, left the block all that. That much. was gonna say. Yeah. I feel like this is very like an old fashioned New York. You stay like in your mean neighborhood. Streets. You ever see Mean Streets? Yeah. Like those. That whole movie is about how these guys never get off like a four block area in their entire life. My mother like literally was like as a kid on those same streets. I oh, mean, wow. Scorsese grew up on Elizabeth Street, and my mother grew up on Clinton Street. Very different like years. But when he was shooting that, it was like the same time. And wow. I love seeing that movie because it's like, oh my god. And now it's like, oh, really nice to live there. It's just like the social dynamics of that film come through so strong for the like Italian American community and stuff. Like, you know, you watch that movie, you're like, wow, they're literally confined themselves to like a section of the city and wouldn't venture out of that. And you have to say, of all like immigrant groups ever, the Italian American narrative is one of the we get probably the most films of any. Not oh, yeah. okay. I'm not counting, you know, a certain like like there's a lot of obviously uh, African American stuff, right. but um, we'll say late generation immigrant groups. I love that that we just saw that confession scene, and they never show the priest's face. It's just like all like it's, it's all about her. Like it doesn't matter who he is, what he's. It's just about what he's saying and how she has to reflect on it. So, oh no. Olympia Dukakis. Olivia. Olivia? Olympia. 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 Olympia she, she's Greek. Lying for her in church. Cajun church, I feel like, should be a bigger thing because uh, his... Well, she didn't lie in church. Thing. She lied at home. Oh, yeah. She's just true. recounting the lie in church. Oh, right. This confession is, like, great because they're there for essentially the same reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> same reason or inverse? Well, the same... They're both. There's affairs going on. They're just on different yeah. sides of it. Two sides of the same. Coin. But she's there. She said she confessed because she's uh, Cher didn't come home last. Oh. Night. Yeah, she's covering for. But Cher. of course, she's there for for uh, deeper reasons as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's in love. That always creeped me out a little. But what you were a lamb? No, I shouldn't be ageist. Oh, old people can have sex. I know. I know. That's why I say it's wrong. I know they can have sex. It's just thinking about it. <laughs> I should love it as much as young people sex and all people. Well, not people hey man, you're age. almost closer to their age than Cage's age in this movie. So like, let's that's true. Let's, let's pump the brakes and remember we're five Cage years is, older than Cher in this film. And Cage is twenty five years older than Cher. What are you talking about? You're like ten or fifteen years older than Cher in this movie. I am six years older than Olivia Dukakis in this movie. <laughs> hey, you're like sixty one. What if you were? What if that was like the big like thing? Yeah, I'd look good for that. The big reveal. <laughs> You've I, been dead I, the whole time. I <laughs> I didn't believe it for a second. The other day, well, not the other day, but like uh, recently, I I told this. I told I was in the at the hospital. I was not in the hospital. I was at the hospital for some. But you were in the hospital. I was physically inside the hospital. And I was, t- I was talking to the so nurse. So if, if this card said Mike in the hospital, would the you check it? The nurse was taking care of my dad. Would, would check it. Okay. And, <laughs> it's and, not, it's uh, not the letter of how we put it in there. But <laughs> whatever. No, no, tell us. No, 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 it's okay. The story's over. No, no, no. no it's you're a good story. It's, it's lost to the annals You're a storyteller. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Maybe later. No. no, no, no. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm not going to say another word until you tell the story. Yeah. It's going to be a very... This podcast is going to be ruined. be very You're going to ruin this podcast. I'm going to ruin it. You guys talked over me while I was trying to tell my we story. We were just commenting on the story. It, it was good. It wasn't even... It was in the process of being That's how up. good it was. The setup was so good. <laughs> it hooked us. And now it's over. No, it's, it's not, not. It's over. not. It's not. 
I, I love to talk about this beauty shop scene. I'm not going to be able to do it because you can't tell the story. Well, it's called Cinderella, which I didn't pick up on last time. They're gonna. If you walked into the place and saw that girl's hair, would you let her work on your hair, Cher? I would answer that question if. By know. the way, Cher hair. I, I want to answer so bad, but I can't. <laughs> this bad radio is your fault, Mike. So what they do? Straighten it? Can't can't tell you. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about the hospital? Because <laughs> the moment's passed. The moment did not pass. This We're not going to let the moment pass. The she moment... should go threading instead. Do you guys know what threading I is? I don't think threading was a thing. I know about threading. Tell us a story. Point. Wasn't it a thing back then? Mike, not tell us pop- a story. <laughs> not as popular. Uh, come on, tell us the hospital story. It's not a story. It's just about how old I don't look. <laughs> did you get carded for alcohol in the hospital? No, 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 no. The The... My dad was telling the nurse my age, and she wasn't be- wouldn't believe him. So was she that's hot? That's the story. <laughs> no. That was the story? Well, it was going to be better before you guys interrupted it and made a huge I love deal this guy's out moment, of it. So yeah. now you ruined the commentary. That's nope. not true. Sounds like we were making the story better. Well, that's not what When happened. are you taking the nurse out? Is the nurse... Uh, Paz de la Huerta from the movie Nurse 3D. <laughs> she is, isn't she? I think oh, we're man. only going to be doing one film today. <laughs> Come on. I think Mike might leave his house, and me and Brian can just do uh, the next one together. Well, I mean, you guys could go do it over at Brian's if you want. I don't mind. Wow, just you make me feel unwelcome in your in your home in your Cage Club Studios too. North Jersey location. <laughs> well, it's the Cage only Club location North. now. It's only where we record from. Yeah, shut down, so. my 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 studio. Did, 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 did. It's it's being renovated into a different building that I just need to find that building. <laughs> How many movies has Cher been in? That's what I was trying to think. I don't think a ton. She was she Five wasn't in. She was referenced in an episode of the X Files, one of the best episodes of the X Files. She's not in it. The postmodern Prometheus. This guy is in, this guy who's like a Frankenstein is in love with Cher. And someone basically plays Cher in that episode, but it's not Cher. And she had her own show, Sunny and Cher. So, so what, she's been on that, TV for was that the seventies? When was that? Yeah. And then she has only, she's only been in a handful of movies. She was in something recently. Maybe they'll do a limited Cher bombed. series. Um, she was in Burlesque recently. Burlesque, that that's bad, it. Yeah, I don't think that did well, and which is disappointing. She has been in a soundtrack. We don't want that. 104 soundtrack credits. 30 actress credits. Wow, that's more than I thought. But I think that includes, like, oh. guest spots and other things. So, 2017, Home, Adventures with Tip and O. Mm. It's a Netflix series. She's one episode. Zookeeper, she played Janet the Lioness voice. Oh. She did a voice <laughs> She was in Burlesque. Her. She was in Stuck on You as Cher. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I remember that. Two ep- so, okay, so she went from 2017, 2011, 2010. Stuck on You was 2003. Two episodes of Will and Grace as herself. Uh, a music video, I guess, for herself. Tea with Mussolini, she was in? Yes, that was on the other day. I did not watch it because I'm saving it. To, to the, yeah. She was in a video game called Nine, The Last Resort in 96 as a voice. Mm-hmm. Wow. She was in a TV movie called If These Walls Could Talk. She was in another one of her music videos. A movie called Faithful. Faithful in 1996. Share with Beavis and Butthead, I Got You, Babe. <laughs> she was in The Player. She was oh, in Mermaid, she, she had, said before. Uh, yeah, she's not like... She's not in the player a lot. A couple think. other music videos. Then Moonstruck, Suspect, The Witches of Eastwick. Oh, yeah. The Witches of Eastwick. Yeah. The movie. Uh, Rabbit uh, that's Ears a, and um, Mask. 
directed by um, what's the name? Mad Max. Um, oh yeah, George Miller. George Miller. Yeah. Silkwood. Silkwood. Oh, that's a classic. Come back to the five and dime. Come back to the five and dime. Jimmy Dean. Jimmy Dean. Uh, Chastity. Love American Style. Laughing. Good times. Yeah, this Man is just Uncle. like the guest appearances at yeah. this point. So she's been in about like eight films, maybe. I, I, with your guys' permission, I think I might do a share limited series at some point. Hey man, you don't need my permission. Just do it. Oh, I shaved off screen. Yep. Shaved off screen. Oh, love this. They're looking Except for they each don't other. recognize each other because they both got makeovers. <laughs> what was Cage's makeover? I guess just like shave and slick back his hair, taking a shower. <laughs> yeah, essentially. <laughs> but see, she's so stylized to the '80s, as you were mentioning during the scene that I was in speaking to you, and um, the, the hair there, like what was supposed to be pretty hair, is like that. Frizzy, frizzy, yeah. Bigger was better in the eighties, yeah. you know. Lots of because she was considered like knockout looking right there. Yeah, nothing I mean, she's is. not, nothing she's not, but like that's no, definitely not the, the style of, of the today. times. Yeah. That is high fashion. Yeah, I had a ton. So awkward and stilted, but. Is this... I don't mean to be critical. Is this actually her acting ability, or is she, like, acting in that affected New Yorker way? So, when, like, originally, like, when my mother used to watch us, even in college, I used to be like, she is terrible in this. Right. But, well, one... Because I think it's good for the part, but I don't know if it's, like, that's just her, or no. she's, like, playing the actual character. That's character. not her. She's not that's a not New her, Yorker. No. But, no. I mean, like, like... She's from California But maybe that's something. her. I don't know. No, this it's definitely, like, the character. Yeah. Okay. But if if you were just going to pop into this movie and know nothing about it, it seems like trash. It's very strange. El Centro, California. You think this scene... What do you mean? If you just turn this on in the middle of it, you'd think it was like a trashy movie. Maybe not this scene, but like Cage certain parts like... Cage is moonstruck by her dress. <laughs> Via beautiful dress. I don't know. Like, I think like they don't make movies like this anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is sort of like... It's not a throwback, but like the Norman Jewison and stuff like this feels like a '70s movie. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't feel like a late '80s movie or anything. It doesn't feel like something we would get today. We're in such like an ironic time. Yeah, like an ironic realism, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, to the point where it gets it feels awkward sometimes. Like it it might feel like 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 it's starting to be a spoof or something, but you forget at the time like this was made. This is sincere. Like what are the most recent versions of this? Like Richard Gere, Julia Roberts movies. That's not even recent. Like what? Like that's a nineties. Uh, well, like Pretty Woman. No, they I'm, even like more recent than oh, that. Oh, you mean just like movies that they do? Yeah, you know, I was thinking like them together, but also just separately. Like, you know, I mean, it's not it's not a love story, but like Aaron Brockovich is impossibly like genuine and real. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not saying you don't get the sense that like. No, I know. Are, I know what you mean. I'm just trying to think of more hmm. modern examples. Well, of well it, yeah, I think I, you're right. Think of a modern example of a re- of a love story. That's like genuine. That's not total crap, <laughs> or feels like total crap, like a Nicholas Sparks thing. Right, just because everything is hey, so overproduced. Recently. <laughs> so many things are watch. overproduced. They just feel like product for the sake of it. You know, like we have to put out a romantic movie. So, like, who cares if it's good? Like, it just needs to feel romantic. Or we need to put out a horror movie. Who cares if it's good? It yeah, just needs I know. To it, feel it, like it's scary. I've always said like uh, romantic movies and romantic comedies are very close to horror in that respect. Like, and it's very weird because mm. they shouldn't be. But 
Oh, and then she's seeing Frasier's. Yeah, I love this angle. Yeah, who's Fra- who's uh in real life? He's a gay man. Yeah, which is kind of interesting to see how him play and that uh, Frasier's dad and everything. Like, very interesting. <laughs> Just because like he comes across his characters as such and uh, say anything too. He's the dad and say anything. Mm-hmm. Like he comes across as such like a manly man. I haven't been looking for that sports car. Here he is on a. <laughs> he's totally. He's a professor, out of his age. I believe. Yeah, and he dates like uh, his students. She looks like like a younger share with that look. Like, <laughs> who the, is she though? Is she somebody? She looks like no, someone. but it should be it should be somebody. It should have been like um, what's her <laughs> name from Blade Runner or something? Like it just like, Chris? No, not no the Rachel. Oh, oh, uh, Sean Young. Sean yeah, Young. yeah. It feels like it could have just been like a walk on for Sean Young or something like that. <laughs> I mean, maybe... Uh, she also kind of looked like a brunette uh, Elizabeth Shue, sort of. Oh, Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue will come back in eight years on an actual Cage movie, as opposed to just this hypothetical <laughs> not Elizabeth Shue. We'll hypothetical comeback. With no. Elizabeth Shue. Love that Hamlet, too. She's amazing in it. She plays Elizabeth Shue. In what? In Hamlet, too. Oh, really? I I it, oh, it's great. That's funny. I like Elizabeth Shue. She has retired from acting and has become a nurse. And then the movie's about the high school drama teacher, and he is at the hospital, and he's like, "You're Elizabeth Shue, oh my god!" And <laughs> like, would you come to my class and talk to the, about acting? And then by the end of the movie, he has encouraged her to become an actress again. <laughs> it's a crazy movie. What? You got to see it. I need to watch. I love it. What's better, Elizabeth Shue as Elizabeth Shue in that, or Anna Faris as Anna Faris and Keanu? Oh, Anna Faris, I think as Anna, she goes much further. Just like with a samurai sword and cocaine, and <laughs> yeah, like... she really rips into herself, her image and stuff. Elizabeth Shue isn't really making fun of herself so much. In it. I love how this guy's name is Bobo. Bobo. Bobo the waiter. And she goes here enough that she knows all the waiters by name, probably. And but if she had gone there as much, like, don't you think she'd recognize him from all the dates he's she, been on? I think she does. I think oh, they mention okay. it. I like those tall Italian uh, restaurant wine pours. <laughs> nice. I'm gonna have to rewatch this after again, like recent, like soon after us watching it, just so I could catch everything. I'm soaking it in. I'm just staring, watch, reading. I, I think you gotta really gotta read the subtitles. If you read the subtitles, you can follow what's going on. If you're just babbling about whatever, what have we been talking about for the last hour? I don't know. <laughs> Email us mailbaggercageclub.me. Let us know if you got here. <laughs> Send you a prize. Oh, we got. I got some. I actually have some prizes. We have to figure out how we're going to give them. Oh away. yeah, I have forgot. a monkey business. Copy of monkey business starring Shia LaBeouf to give away. The greatest film in the history of cinema. I have a copy of The Family Man to give away. I have a copy of Raya, uh, what was the Leaving Nebraska? No. What are you talking Mrs. about? Uh, there was a Keanu movie with Vincent D'Onofrio and... Uh, oh, Finding, Feeling Minnesota. Feeling Minnesota. I have an extra copy leaving of that. Ne- leaving Nebraska. <laughs> feeling Minnesota. <laughs> you know. Same difference. You know. You take uh, a state and a, another word and you mash it It's up. an action verb and a state. A Midwestern state. Is that what you're doing for Keanu rewatch? Keanu Mad Lips? Oh, no. We're not doing a Keanu I'm rewatch. Kidding. It will not be. Yeah. Sorry, Keanu. We might... Well, there's, there's a chance that we cut in some of his... Specifically, Babes in Toyland, uh, but we're not going to. It, uh, there are just so many. So just on too many. Christmas Day, 
I woke up and I was like, I'm going to watch Babe in Toyland. And then I was like, not only that, I'm going to watch the uncut German copy of Babe the in two Toyland. two and a half hour version? I made it about 40 minutes and <laughs> I wanted to kill myself. But it's crazy. Like, there's visible. Joey, like, you will notice what's new and that, like, there's a lot of new stuff. I don't remember right. anything about that movie except they're right in prison. Uh, she goes, she falls out the back of the car, sledding down the yep. hill and gets a concussion. And, you know, goes into a coma or whatever, and they have the Cincinnati song. There's a lot more about the teddy bears than when they get to Toyland. They introduce Barnabas much sooner and his minions, and it's crazy how much they... Wow, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I'm not sitting through the rest of this movie. I made it until I saw Keanu in Toyland, and the girl was going to get married. I was like, that's enough. So I love how Olympia Dukakis' quest here now is to find out why men cheat. So yeah, she, we got what, like thirty minutes left in the movie, and no, we got <laughs> we got about forty minutes left. Yeah, but it's it's uh, it's amazing how I'm still like invested 35. in a new storyline. It doesn't bother me that they just met because it's not necessarily a new storyline. It's, it's just it's, picking it's, up on the thread. You it's know, a deeper look at all the old storylines. Oh, look at this! Yep. Doesn't even know who it is. Very great artist. Kind of gaudy. I can't believe we haven't seen anybody sing or play an instrument yet. Still, we're at the opera. We're at intermission at the opera. For Christ's sake! It's, I've seen this movie a lot. I could not like taste this movie. I would never have guessed that this is this late into the film. Oh, that's. <laughs> I feel like that's not a dress that you wear to the opera. No, I don't. I no, think that's they're, the they're trying to yeah, portray her as like a dumb opera man. Yep. He's, like, straying from his wife in all the ways. Like, not just back, like, personality, but, like, her looks and everything. And it's funny how Cher looked at that painting and called it gaudy, and you could maybe say her dad's date was a little gaudy, <laughs> that dress and those earrings and stuff. We're probably not too far from Johnny Camerari coming back, right? I mean... No, I no he comes back at the way end. Yeah. Moonstruck. Although, so, so, so we were talking about is it Olympia Dukakis's dad? Oh, this is or is this? I'm not sure whose dad? dad is it. It's one of them because. So you're saying that like you've never seen a movie where like there's a moon for this long, but I feel like this is just the next night, right? Like this is just. Two well, that's nights. what I mean. It has to be in the cycle of the yeah. moon. I'm not sure how long it is, but if we're gonna if they're gonna be accurate, it's not like crazy. You know what's weird know. is I was watching the recent Wolfman one with Benicio del Toro, Wolfman, and they actually follow like the lunar cycle of like more properly than you would imagine in a werewolf <laughs> movie. You know, like it's not a full moon for like an entire week or whatever. Like they it, it takes time for it to show back up and everything. That's really Uh-oh. funny. Coming around the corner, meeting of the minds. Now, what's Fraser's dad think about this moment? Like just that's just some old man walking a bunch of dogs. Yes, yes. Let me ask. And I think you know that's why he's like, "Do you know that man?" He's just like, "Yeah." So, oh, here we go. Here we go. Singing. Would you consider this also a musical instrument of uh, her voice? <laughs> there was an instrument played. You have that. I have that. Who played the instrument? The, they played the thing to let you know. Oh, the yeah, yeah, I did see that. Oh, I, I, made, I, I made a note of <laughs> Opera Man, yes. The xylophone. The xylophone. Oh, well, well, I yeah. Brian, you have a bunch of trust. You, don't, you haven't won yet. How many do you have crossed off? So not, I'm very close. Not including the middle one. Did Cage grunt? I'm not sure. I don't think so. 
He also didn't stutter or hesitate yet. Three yeah, he, he hesitated when he knocked over the table, and he went like, and he did the thing, and he hesitates, and then he grabs her. Yeah. All right. I need so I need the beach, and I need the beach, and I need grunts and the red sports car, which I have not been looking out for. I'm sh- I have not seen the red sports car. I would win if he did a voiceover, but he hasn't done a voiceover. <laughs> well, that's and the big ending. What's that? Crying. The big ending voiceover? Yeah. Where he reads from a book? <laughs> oh, shit. Have any of you two been to the opera? I have not. No. No, I've been to ballets, but I've never been to the opera. I went to the opera once. Did you see La Land? No. I mean, I saw Madame Butterfly. Oh, okay. It was, uh... Hmm. I guess not my cup of tea. That's the one when the... the girl's a guy. I believe, yeah. I mean, like, it's it's not that... I mean, it's, it's way more complex than that. It's very... M isn't... Uh, I'm yeah. not I'm not that good at, like, deciphering operas. I'll put it that way. I've watched on, on like, TV and stuff, like, I've watched Barbara of Seville and a couple, I think, uh, one, maybe one other one, uh, because they used to... You know how they do, like, those Fathom events and stuff? They used to show it on PBS, too, a while mm. back. And PBS used to show opera a lot and stuff, and I just used to sit and, like, catch it and dig it. I don't know. Uh-oh. Cher sees her dad with a not-mom. I'm sorry she confronts him. Because she's with a guy, too. Yeah. But to her, I mean, they're not on a date. You know what I mean? She's like, True. I said I'd go with the opera. i go to the opera with you. That's a good point. She could also be like, hey, this is Johnny's brother. Not just some random bimbo in a bright pink dress. But I think it's obvious. Oh, <laughs> that's a subtitle, Mike. Okay, all right. I'll take well, no, it. that's just a. Do you think that there was actually a subtitle no, if the subtitles were not on? Like it just like translates Butana. Whore. <laughs> <laughs> Devastated. Everybody just not sleeping around, but everybody's just uh, dating around. Poor Fraser's dad living a tiny little one bedroom apartment. Well, his sons didn't move back in with him yet. <laughs> he didn't move to Seattle. And get he didn't go back to Seattle. Sprawl. This is when he briefly retired. Is that a Fraser reference? I have no idea what you guys oh, are talking you about. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I've never I, seen Cheers or Fraser. Oh. You should go on our Frasier podcast. I've seen the first three seasons of Frasier. Do you have a Frasier podcast? No. <laughs> there, there is a Frasier podcast that a, Jeff Tate has one called Hello Everybody. There's a couple Frasier Kevin podcasts. Smith had one for a while, which got me back into watching it. Like, Frasier is one of the most podcasted shows. Really? Which is weird, but yeah. Hmm, Niles. Sherry Niles? <laughs> <laughs> Every time I watch Frasier, I like, order Sherry for like a month when I go out. Like, and people think I'm weird, but. What is sherry? It's it's, it's from like Spain. Yeah, it, it, like, it's it a like? it's a dessert wine. It's sweet. Oh, you have it like, like with syrupy. dessert. Yeah, it's syrupy. Ugh, but Fraser, it's not Fraser's in large like, quantities. Fraser loves it. <laughs> <laughs> like instead of his dad's like, give me a beer, and Fraser's like, yeah. sherry, please. Sherry Niles, like sherry, indeed. Is it like is it hard liquor? Or is a is it a wine? Yeah. No, it's a wine technically, but it, it's, oh, it has okay. a very high alcohol content okay. for wine. That's why it's so sweet. Gotcha. But people don't do like shots of sherry. No, no, no you, you like slowly sip. Like it's like like, like a sambuca a or, or, yeah. 
any kind of cordial. My friend Jellico for the first time the other day. Sometimes I just like to order these weird after dinner drinks. It's a lost uh, art, the after dinner drinks. Graffiti drink. on the uh, fire pole there. Huh? You know, you were just singing amaretto in the style of umbrella. I yep. realized as we watched Blade Runner twenty forty nine for boyfriend material that like when Joy changes from fifties houseware to like lounging around to dress, it's just sort of like Rihanna going from. Oh like, yeah, in uh, Valerian. Lots of cool, quick changes last year. That's one of my favorite components of Blade Runner is the hologram. She's so good. Man. She's amazed. Could you believe that's the same girl from Knock Knock? Yeah, because we saw her in Exposed. I know. Great. She was so good in Exposed. Like, what is it about Knock? It's Eli Roth. It's Eli then, Roth. Right? Yeah, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> it's free fucking pizza. Uh, it's so awesome that he has. he's wearing gloves to the opera, but we know that under one of them is, is, is a wooden is, hand. Is a no hand, yeah. I also don't think that Anna Dammers is terrible in Knock Knock. I think she's like... I think that she's supposed to be playing this, like, weirdo kind of psychopath and, like, yeah. just given no direction. Mm. And, like, because the way that she interacts with What's-Her-Face, Lorenzo Izzo, they're good together. It's just that they don't fit... Like, they don't make sense collectively. Yeah. They work well together, but, like, <laughs> in good... that world, it's just nonsense. I buy that. Yeah. Plus, it's the Valley, so... What else has she been in? She was just in... Oh, she was in... Uh, what was that? Hands of Stone? Oh, About... yeah. That was... Uh... Miles Teller? No, no, no. Oh, the other no, one? no, no. It's the that was uh, the lead night. for this, which was bad. Oh, that was when he gets his in the next. It was just, yeah. It was just like a whatever. Okay. Also, Miles Teller's a douchebag. Uh, but oh, okay. no, Hans Stone is is what's his name? Uh, Gotti? Not Roberto Duran. Roberto Duran. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Good. Not bad. Uh, she's good in it. Yeah, she's good in it. It could be. It could have been better. I wish it was better. It's not worth seeing. Why is um. What's his face? Uh, a douchebag. What did he do? Oh, Miles just tell her. Yeah, yeah, just ugh, just just literally look at anything. Oh, she was in War Dogs. She <laughs> was Miles Teller's wife in that. I, I mean, he tried out for Han Solo and never saw Star Wars. For example, Miles Teller. That doesn't make him like. No, an no, asshole. no. You need to. You need he's to, a dick about it. Like he's a. You dick need to about Google uh, Miles Teller. Like why? Like like some website. I think just Miles, or Miles Teller asshole, and I'll get the whole. <laughs> no, there's oh like, my, no, no there's really? Like, you no, will like he's just so, like. So, because he, he was, see, he's so a he good was a actor. Whip, I had no idea there was like anything so he was going on. I didn't. So know. he was in Whiplash. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, he was going to yeah. be cast in La La Land. It was well, he be was him Mr. And, he was Fantastic Four, so he can't. Well, he has on. no right to talk. No, but there's no. But that's also. Well, you just said he's a good actor. I did. I, he is a good actor, but he shouldn't go around complaining about roles. If he's no, but be, he was in Whiplash, mm-hmm. directed by uh, Damien Chazelle. Damien Chazelle was making La La Land. He was going to cast him and Emma Watson. Then they found out that Ryan Gosling was available. Like, oh, we're going to go with Ryan Gosling. Okay. And so he texted the director, like, what the fuck, bro? And then, like, in Fantastic Four, like, he just, like, Fantastic Four and the Divergent movies, like, all he does about those movies is he just, like, shits on them. Like, in public, in every interview, well, he talks sh- about how miserable they are. He talks mm-hmm. about how terrible it was on set. All like, right. don't, like, you have a job as an actor to sell the movie. Yeah. It's just, like, this, like, casual, like, he also thinks, like, he's, like, the most handsome man in the yeah, world. Yeah, and, and he like, says, just, says it. Like, he's not very handsome. He says it. He doesn't know. You want to punch a, him? I think he's good. I mean, it's unfortunate because those movies pota- do Mr. suck, Potato and Head. it sucks that he can't speak his mind about those kinds of movies, but yeah, you are kind of a douche if you're, like, he also He was also in, like, car accident, like, you know, his, his face is scarred, like, his friend was driving a car, and, like, but, like, he, like, blinked, he, like, 
outwardly like blames his friend and like sued his friend and like all this oh, like really yeah, yeah. No, no no he wow. like he, he, we could look up anything like no one likes to spend time with this guy <laughs> he's got a very storied history of like a very poor track record we were gonna do him he was a, he was an idea that we did for good name for podcast television yeah that actually uh, is really good not bad uh, we were gonna do him then we were like oh no okay. plus we also got to that awkward moment we're like oh this is terrible we don't want to watch him in this he was also in get a job that Brian Cranston Anna Kendrick movie that's terrible he's like he's in, he's good in things but he's also terrible in a lot of things okay alright well he's whatever to me I mean, I and just, he's a D-bag well I mean there's tons of, I mean almost everyone's a douchebag so like yeah. get in my bed back to Moonstruck I actually I, I actually love the idea that he tried out for Han Solo and never saw a Star Wars movie I, I that, that's awesome he was very smug about it though Oh, like I'm not gonna watch a Star Wars. It's, yeah. not, it's, not, it's not the what he does; it's the how he does it. Got it, got it, got it. Come on, Sherrod, go. But instead, we have uh, Mr. Hail Caesar himself, whatever his name is. Who knows if that movie's even coming out? Yeah, it'll come out. Not Why wouldn't it come out? It might not come out this year. <laughs> oh no, it'll be it'll be delayed to December because there's no reason for them not to release it in December. Well, it's supposed to come out in like at the time of this recording, like four months from now. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, like, episode 8 was supposed to come out in May, and they bumped it to December for the least surprising delay in all. They were still shooting. Like, I don't know. I don't know. They should just do a Star Wars movie every December. Dude, what do they do? So they have have Solo. Yeah. And then they have episode 9. And that's it for now. That's all? That's all I have announced? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, they have announced, but they, they have the guy's side projects. Well, there's rumor to be working on Obi Wan movie. Oh, and a Boba Fett movie, or no? no? He's supposed to show up in this Han Solo thing. But, but Ryan Johnson's Ryan other, Johnson's other trilogy stuff, yeah. has his own trilogy. Oh, right, 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 right. And right. then there was something on the news the other day. They just hired uh, a, a girl to be involved in the new Star Wars story, but I don't remember what she, what her previous work was. Cranberry Street, Brooklyn. Quickly. So Brooklyn Heights, probably the most expensive neighborhood in the city now, or one of the most. <laughs> uh, Reed Morano could be the first female Star Wars director. Reed Morano, what has she done? Uh, Handmaid's Tale, I think. Handmaid's oh. Tale director. Oh, okay. So know the uh, name. Yeah, I think that's pretty much what she's known for right now. Is season one, Handmaid's Tale. Which I haven't seen. I've seen the original movie, and I don't have any desire to explore that world any further. Uh, but, you know, it's getting great reviews, and it's dystopian future, so she's got, like, a sci-fi mindset. Uh, the show is great. Don't watch a terrible, like, 1980s TV movie. and like No, it's not a t- it wasn't a TV movie. Like, Robert Duvall was in it. I thought it was a TV movie. No, it was, it was the a movie movie release, yeah. And it's not that it's a bad movie, it's just I don't, I'm not, I don't need another ultra-religious future world that, like, controls women's bodies. We're living in one. So I like, um... So he's she, back. There's, like, 20 minutes left yeah. in the movie. He just got back. Okay. She asks him the question she's been asking all the guys. Like, why do men cheat? And he has the dumbest answer of all of them. Because I'm a jerk-off. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not really a jerk. He's just like a... No, he's just a, like a man-child. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Arrested development. I 
All right, guys, we can't just watch the movie. We gotta talk about something. Oh, we gotta, I, I, we gotta talk about was, literally anything. I know we're all engrossed. I in was the film. engrossed in the film. Sorry. I know. So he's wearing a gray suit. No I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> Favorite Danny Aiello rules? Anyone? I don't this. Know. This, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, he's in Harlem Nights. I don't know that. That's not a, two days in the valley. I can tell you that much. No, not two days in the valley. Danny Aiello. I feel like it, what does he is he actually like this in real life since you know him? I don't know him. <laughs> you, guys, I mean, you said you guys bought newspapers together and then hung out the whole night. Yeah. <laughs> Do the right thing. Oh, Leon, Hudson Hawk. Moonstruck, okay. Hudson Hawk. Yeah, I like his work. He had a moment. He had a moment. Oh, so, he was in that movie Reach Me, Mike. That that I mentioned, the Sylvester Stallone movie. That was terrible. Uh, You're like, I didn't, never even heard of that. Was that why I brought it up? I think so. I'd honestly rather oh, wa- I'd rather watch a bad movie on this show because, like, I'm just I just want to watch this film. I know. So. Well, yeah, <laughs> but it's fine. Why do Why do men chase women? That's her, her question. And then, wait, he, he struggles for an answer, and then he says the Bible story, which I feel like is not a great answer. No, no, no. He says oh, he said like Adam. Rib, yeah, like yeah. God took the rib from Adam. And gave so it to trying Eve. To chase the, yeah, trying to get the rib back. And men chase women to try to get the rib back. So this would make a good triple feature then with Ex Machina and Mother, because all three of them have to do with creationism. <laughs> <laughs> the creation trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, she. I love the look she gives him though. Like, look, I'm. You know, would give this guy too. Like, yeah. Yeah, like like she's just right away, just like. She doesn't buy it. Like you're dumb. <laughs> Which is so? Does she know that her husband's cheating on her? She just she just suspects. She it. doesn't know. She suspects it. She okay. just she knows, but doesn't right. know. She, she has no the proof. proof. Cher right. has the but proof. She knows because she has. Feel, she can feel it. Okay. She can feel it. He like what is she what is a plumber tell. doing out late at night? Emergency like, house calls in a suit. Like I think she mentioned it early. He was in a suit plumbing for lack of a better word before. <laughs> <laughs> She is trying to confront him. I'm an old man. I don't know where I am. <laughs> his answer that would have been yeah. great. <laughs> that was his is defense. This, what's this guy in? Anything else? I was just looking him up because I always used to get him confused with Zero Mostel, right? But it's Vincent Gardenia. Mr. Castorini, played by Vincent Gardenia. Oh, he's uh, Mr. Mushnik from Little Shop of Horrors. That's oh, okay, I know yeah, most yeah, from. I know him from there. Death Wish movies. He's in a couple of Bang the <laughs> really? Drum Slowly. Okay. Which is, uh, De Niro's in that. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a... The front page. Heaven can't wait. Oh my God! The super with Joe Pesci. Don't watch that. <laughs> the super. Oh, he's in the Hustler. The way he back. died. Good. Oh, is he? Yeah. What time, but, when did he die? When was he born? When did he die? Um. So born, nineteen twenty. Died nineteen ninety two. So not five years after this. Yeah, five years after. But Mr. Mushnick, I mean, that what an what a fucking performance in that movie. That whole movie is incredible. But like, so <laughs> yeah, there's only like five people in that movie. <laughs> like, they're all exceptional. Oh my god, what an oof! There's such characters. There's like definitely like a character piece. So he's back to work, I assume. I guess so. I mean, it is Camry Brothers. So I mean, like they, you know, they are. I guess he has a. I guess he's invested in the business, but you know. <laughs> I love this. Like they might have another cage. bakery. One runs on, one runs the other. Front of house, back of house. I never noticed this canary. 
Oh, I never. He's got two. Are they lovebirds? He's got two. Yeah, one of the bottom. The one at the bottom. Hey, just like uh, King of the Hill, Canaries, big in old timey movies. (laughs) (laughs) Although this is modern day eighty seven and not like thirties or whatever. This one's a real sweet dish, or whatever that kid says. Remember that creepy canary kid? Yeah, what the hell? Why is my... He's like, uh, he's got like the room full of them. Yep. He's like, you'll be breeding them in no time. Real sweet dish. She Look knows at, at, at this point, she's busted Cher. Do you think those red shoes are an allusion to Wizard of Oz, or no? Mm, oh. Possibly. Again, I feel like everything, right everything in this movie is purposeful. Hmm. I don't know if it's the purpose we think, but it... Is this a song by either Elvis or the Beatles? I don't know. I, I think believe it's from so. La, I think it's from La Bohème. Yeah, I mean, which is La a which is, which, is a, yeah. which is a juking box musical of Elvis, songs, right? <laughs> oh, red sports car, red sports car, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. It's a beautiful one. Too. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. At least at first. Congratulations, Brian. So, just to recap, I got Cage. I can't believe that freaks yeah, Brian out. didn't even catch that. Mike had to point it out to him. Oh, you ruined your, your self-sabotage. Nah, I wasn't even thinking. Uh, self-sabotage. I'm uh, helping other people He's a team, he's a team player. Yeah. Team player. Okay, he's so I got Cage freaks out. Red sports car. Dramatic tonal shift. Somebody makes a threat. Cage eating. Yep. Got all five. That's a valid bingo. And if I get a grunt, I can win two times over. If I get a grunt, I just get three in a row in a direction. Was there any gambling in this film? No, I have that too. Although, gambling with love. Ah. <laughs> that wasn't in the spirit of the card, though. <laughs> Just, so I don't wait. really need it, but um, I'll, I'll have to ask. Cage, did Cage cry? She cried, but did Cage she cry? Cried. No, he, okay. he didn't cry. This movie takes place over, what, like four days? If that. You're right, okay. Just she flies to Italy and back. <laughs> like, yeah, like that's two weird. and a half days. Yeah. Lunar experts, tell us how long this movie takes place, because the full moon was there the entire time. Literally, Brian, you just have to go to on Neil deGrasse Tyson's Facebook and be like, have you ever seen Moonstruck? And I'm sure he will reply that would be with like an so essay. <laughs> like, that would be so amazing. And then at the end of it, you could just reply, I never want to see your face again, because <laughs> you've ruined movies forever. That guy ruins movies he does. so hard. He looks so good there. He yeah, this like- is handsome Cage. This is hot late '80s Cage. Now it was smoldering Cage differently, like like dark Cage. But now this is like that's like James Dean Cage. Yeah, like- this is like Cage is going to take face. films to the next level. He is the actor of the '90s Cage. It, it's it. coming. It's coming. We are just a few years away from Wild at Heart. We just had Raising Arizona. What is their age difference, Cage and and Share? Uh, so she's 46 on this. He's like 26 on this. Yeah, they're like half. But she's 41. He's 20, she's 50, 15 years. So it's it's good to see that. I like, you rarely see older women. Although but in, he's playing older. In the movie, it's probably about a 10 year difference in the movie. Yeah, but he's the younger brother. I think That's he's. That's true too. Yeah. She's 37 on this. He's probably, he could be playing 27, but he's still, there's no way he's 37. <laughs> no, no, that's no, what no, I mean. No, no. I mean, no. you but, don't yeah, see that where it's not I, also made a big deal. Like, there's a lot of controversy in this film. That's like the last of the controversy. Well, especially since they show the older man dating the younger woman yeah. and not going, not hitting it off, and this the older woman is going for the younger man. It's like she's entitled to that. But I also, yeah, they don't make any deal of it whatsoever. It's interesting. I love <laughs> I love how this, like the movie ties ties up in this little kitchen here. This well, so apparently this entire scene was sort of written or rewritten on the day and like figured out over the course of the day. Mm. Um, was there going to be a different ending? Um, not different, just I think it was supposed to play differently, not be so 
like confrontational. Well, I think it was supposed to be more confrontational and not so quiet and accepted, and everyone just sort of quietly forgives each other. Exactly. If anyone's going to criticize this film, it's that like it's very like happy ending. Everything's tied together, but it's a love story. I really love this moment here at the end too. Like it's everything is sort of out in the open, and everyone is honest finally with each other and. Everyone accepts it, and they say, we get over with it. Oh, and it's his dad. Yeah. I'll pay for the whole thing. I guess it makes more sense that it's his dad and not her dad, because, like, if she saw... Because she could just be like, oh, yeah, that's my dad, or whatever. But she yeah. says, like, yeah, yeah that's my father-in-law, mm-hmm. or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, us. Or not father... Yeah, not father-in-law. Yeah, it is. Yeah, father-in-law. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Father-in-law. <laughs> it, it's... What are they eating? Oatmeal? I guess. You know, I, whatever it is, it's going to be delicious. He has a cage that's feeling it's going to be delicious. <laughs> I could have got a double cage eating. Oh, Boom. here we go. The first domino. I this is. I think when we talked when we talked about this with Eric Anderson, like, this, is, this is like you know you're part of the family because like, they're in. He's in like the most tense conversation this family is ever going to have. Just <laughs> there on basically date three. Like there was date one where he, she cooks for him. They go to the opera, and now it's breakfast, and, like, it's just... The I, shit is, like, all hitting the... Like, it's already hit the fan. Like, it's just on the fan right now. That's, I think that's part of the, like, the Italian, Italian, like, welcome in thing, you know? <laughs> I've been over, like, my Italian friends' homes, and, like, serious stuff will be discussed, and I'm, like, at the table. It's just... Should, should I should I leave? <laughs> I do like that he got up, like, to, have, to make this, like, cold, big, grand statement. He's just like... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also feel like the you know Cage is coming from a family, uh, a hot blood, a, a hot, family, yeah, a family very, that runs hot. Yeah, very intense. You know, he lost a hand over his brother and a bride and a bride. So this is sort of like normal level. Like for most people, this might be like you know a ten, but for him, it's like a four. Yeah, and it's almost like too like he's like I'm in love. What does it matter? I accept you and your family yeah. and everything. Yeah, warts and all. That'd be weird, like, now, if he was like, whoa, your family's weird, and he just, like, walks away. Like. <laughs> he was like, up until that last moment, I was with you, but you know what? <laughs> the other weird thing about this, that not only is it, like, not really a cage film, it's a share film, the movie really kind of doesn't care about their relationship. Like, it's not them. It's, like, all of it. Like, it's her mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. she's the star, but, like, there's not... We don't spend a ton of time with her in Cage. Yeah, Like, there's a couple... A that's, like, the, 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 the couple dates or whatever, but it's more about just the world, like, her world. Which I feel like, you know, you don't really have too many ensemble movies like this. No, again, I love a good ensemble. It's like, I I also feel like I complain about stuff that this movie does right, I complain about in other movies where it's like, oh, like, yes, we're supposed to be following a certain main character, but I want more of the peripheral life of the world of the movie. Like Man of Honor? Like we were talking about Man of Honor recently, where it's like, yes, that's Cuba's movie, but I want more De Niro's stuff and Charlize and that. Uh, And this movie gives it to you. Right. And is able to do that well and balance it and show you how it's how it works. Like it's not just about share; it's about the world. It's you know, it's about it, the community. On a sci-fi level, it's like this this uh, family and the community affected by the moon over this cycle. You know? <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're not actually affected by the moon, but it's almost like every right. single person here has behaved a little bit differently because, like, during this moon cycle, some a lot different. And sometimes they like, uh, you know, I guess they come to terms with like the what they've been 
have the way they've been acting for many moon cycles. Yeah. <laughs> My name's Ronnie. <laughs> I forgot the great name. Raymond Capamaggi, Rita Capamaggi, Ronnie Camerari. Oh, that's Rose's brother. Okay. Oh. Okay, so they're also family. Yeah. Okay. Everybody's family. True. That's the Olive Garden. And I think they all live in that <laughs> house, just in different apartments, possibly. They don't live in that house. They okay. Live, but everybody else does. No, not Johnny. Not yet. Oh, well, not John. Oh, not uh. This is Ronnie. Johnny, right? Ronnie or Johnny don't. Ronnie live and Johnny. No, Ronnie lives above the bakery. Johnny lives somewhere. I'm really in the mood for bread. <laughs> like good <laughs> Italian bread. Yeah. I thought Johnny was in Palermo. <laughs> Again, he's gonna like. What's everybody doing here? <laughs> oh man. Are they believable as brothers? Um I think so. This is the first time they're on screen together, right? Yeah, together. I buy them. There's gotta be a fifteen year age gap there too though, right? In real life? Oh, like how old's Danny Aiello? Most likely. Yeah. Let's go to the uh um, let's it's worth a Google, so Danny Aiello. Born in... 33. Wow, he's 84. 1933? Wow. So he's 28 years older than Gage. Wow. wow. No, no, no. Gage was born in 64. So he's... Wait, what did you say? 1933? 33. So he's, so he's 31? He's definitely playing younger here, then. God bless you. Thank you. I got you sneezing. I got clowns to the left of me coughing. I got jokers to the right sneezing. Sorry. Here I am, stuck in the middle of a cage. Nice. Oh no, she got to give back his pinky ring? <laughs> oh. She's got <laughs> what, her dress ready. So what an nice. insult, too. I like how he's still wearing his tuxedo shirt from the opera. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't catch <laughs> This is also great. I've never caught that. Can I have that ring so I can propose to your now former fiance? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's such a mama's boy. He can't marry her because his mom didn't want it to happen, and she survived on the promise yeah. that. Which is going to sort of bleed into if we do the next movie that was on the docket. There's a lot of stuff between mothers and getting married, and whether they're alive or dead, and you should or shouldn't. That movie being Honeymoon in Vegas. Yeah. Yes, Ronnie. I've known you for all of four days. <laughs> yes, I will marry yes, you. Yes, but she was moonstruck. When she walked into that basement and saw him in that shirt and the bread and everything, she wanted him there. Yeah, that but what, boy, that poor gonna... bakery girl up top. Like, oh. She's devastated. Oh, she's going to be so hurt. Do you think she'll make the wedding cake? <laughs> I'm confused. That's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, like, what just happened? Oh, what is that thing? They put a um, like an Altoid or like no. a like a Mentos or like I don't a, know what that is. It's like a I think it's like a, yeah, it's like an Alka Seltzer. <laughs> what do they put in for the there? hangover? But Alka Seltzer is for cold and flu. Not uh, a hangover. No, okay, it has aspirin in it. <laughs> look it up. Look it up. No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> look it up. Put it in champagne. Oh, I think looking up what's an Alka Seltzer. I know it's not nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Pepto-bismol. Cheers. Yeah, Pepto-bismol. Yeah, so it 
happy ending. But I don't I, like I don't mind this happy ending. I'm I'm usually like very anti happy endings. Oh, that was a sugar cube. You add a bit of sugar to champagne because champagne often has a bitter taste in the oh, sugar. Oh god. <laughs> really? But they did it earlier in it's the a, movie it's, too. That is a Sicilian custom. Ah, it is a sugar cube. Huh. Good to know. So maybe that wireless network I was trying to connect to before Sicily was from this DVD. <laughs> ah, it's all connected. Or we just live in North Jersey where there's all Italians everywhere and well, somebody named their Sicily. I, I just knew that my That's dad's parents it. were from Italy, not Sicily, so I never we, I never saw the sugar in the champagne growing up. What part of Italy? That I will have to get back to you. Well, as we learned from Dennis Hopper, Sicilians have a very complicated backstory that I'm yes. not going to recount here. I believe uh, southern, su- southern Italy, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we'll see in a... Well, at least in the first two Godfathers, they do speak in the Sicilian dialect. Yes, they do. But I don't know about Godfather 3. Look at Cage in the front left. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like oh, God. <laughs> I, I need this photo in my apartment. Yeah, that'd be a great Mike, can you check how much time? Because I feel like this this might only be like a two-minute credit sequence. It's the length of Amore. Three minutes. All right. Wow. That's, that's, a, tight, that's a tight... So that's do you go through credit. the credits? We do, because yeah. we're, we're hoping for post-credit sequences... You know what? We found we found like one and a half. We found one after uh, Death of Superman, right? And yep. then we found there was a post credit. There's like a little stupid interview with Tim Burton, or and something. then at the end of adaptation, there's it's a dedicated. Quote. It's dedicated to the the memory of the the Donald, Donald Kaufman, Kaufman. I didn't and it's like, it's a quote from the three. <laughs> and we were like, what? Oh man, I gotta see that. Uh, I thought it said moon. Kenny Baker. Who played the moon? Do you think Warwick Davis played the moon? <laughs> yeah. No, who played the moon in uh, that? Uh, Trip to the moon from like the twenties. <laughs> the face of the moon, yeah. Probably got the same person, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that was George Millais playing the moon. <laughs> Billy Bishop, very good assistant property, property master. master Jimmy Rate. Any relation to Bonnie Rate? Probably. I mean, you yeah, know, the, Hollywood's him. all nepotism. Let's see if we could find someone good. John Hill. No. Before I was trained to sit through credits, thanks to Marvel movies, like past 10 years, uh, I was seeing this girl, Suzanne, once, and she insisted to sit through all the credits because you would find, like, crazy names. Like, she would try and find, like, the most crazy name. Would you get bored during the film? Like, oh, I can't wait for the credits. I gotta <laughs> no, find no, no, names. no. But I'd be like, you ready to go? She's like, no, we have to sit through the credits. Because look look at that. There's a guy named Lo- Jarrow Dick? <laughs> Jarrow Jay Dick. Tracy Budd, Bruno Dillas Shell or Yeah, Shell. so, like, there's some... Weets Jekyll. And keep... Who were, who were you convinced was in G-Force that we, like, combed through the credits to find? Oh, Gus Van Sant? Yeah, he's a like, cameo. He's like, he's like, I, think, I think that's Gus Van Sant in this <laughs> What? And we were like... It looked exactly like And him. I was like, Mike, I'm looking at ID right now. He's It's nowhere on here. He's like, we're going to look through the credits. And we, like, we rewound <laughs> Whoa, the credits. Yeah, moon optics. We see who it is. Oh. Oh. Damn. So, so... Gus Van Zandt is not in G-Force? No. Believe his, it or his not. Kid, him and his kids are not outside a pet store while they go racing down the street. <laughs> believe it or not. I didn't believe it. Dolby Stereo. I mean, can you can you get any better than Dolby Stereo? <laughs> it's in Dolby. Short credits. Dolby. This this movie, I, I know we mentioned the 1987 thing, um, was, I believe, what year, what month did it come out? It might have been my birthday number one movie. Oh, Yeah. I know it came out again around the time. Wait, when were you born? I was born. What, what? 87. August. Oh. Uh, December 18th. No, nope. oh, three Never days mind. after my birth. I'm three days older than this movie. So so this is... You were born under the moonstruck moon. Oh. Oh. 
I was eight. Well, not really. I guess. Maybe, Actually, maybe I in was, some cities, maybe in select cities. I was 38 when this happened. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you, were, you were too old to play the Danny Aiello character. All right, we will see you in two weeks for the next Cage Club Revisited, which we're going to record right now with Brian. So, see you soon. Thank you. Yeah.